Bono and Redman are the thong slappers. They're two blokes making lots of noise but getting nowhere fast. Hey, g'day everyone. This is Simon and welcome to our Thong Slappers short story series we call To The 60. In episode 11, Redman Jack Thompson is going to have a bit of a chin wag about a story we call The Injury List. This is more to do with my own personal experiences working at a suburban workshop in the 90s. So anyway, we hope you enjoy. Still gives me a laugh. Injury List, written by Simon Major. This piece appeared in the September 2018 Blowing Gaskets article of Street Machine magazine. Back in Blown Gaskets in the February 2018 issue of Street Machine, I revealed to the world the story of my workplace accident where I pinched my old fella between the steel bench and the hemi six-cylinder head. Good times, that's for sure. Well, at least now that episode is a distant memory. But it reminds me of some other workplace shenanigans that were at more comical end of the scale and more importantly, didn't happen to me. As an apprentice in the early 90s, I spent my last two years working at a local dealership after my suburban workshop boss had lost his shed lease and called it a day. I worked alongside a bloke who was a magnet for drama. That must be said, a lot of his issues were self-inflicted. In brackets, nothing's changed. <laughs> his surname was King. Quinkly earned him the replacement first name of Compo. Compo was the type of bloke who turned spotting a broken exhaust manifold rear stud hidden away from the rest of the mechanic population by the floor covers of a Ford control van, and not even leaking, mind you, into a full engine rebuild for this poor customer. He snapped off the rest of the stud flush with the head trying to replace it, then removed the head to fix it, and then there was an excessive wear in the bores, nothing like a $5,000 engine rebuild for your $2,000 van. Anyway, I remember this job vividly, because I had to finish the assembly after he cut his face under one of his eyelids. I came back to my work bay and found him with blood running down his cheek. He'd been trying to pull a new wiper blade into place using a pair of side cutters, but chose to pull the side cutters towards him. They slipped under the load and he drove the tip of that bastard straight into his eyeball. It didn't stop there. Three weeks later he was walking with his head buried in a workshop manual when he stepped both feet into a pair of jack stands and got caught up, smashing and stomping around like a transformer before going head first into the wheelie bin. Problem was, my other workmate, Stroudy, was facing me at the time and saw it all unfold. He burst out laughing and I was a goner. We both laughed so hard we cried, and Compo didn't speak for us for a solid week. During my last week at that place, Compo walked out of the toilet holding his stomach and told me that he was crapping blood. I immediately threw my sausage roll with tomato sauce in the bin and told him to go to the hospital. It turned out to be something minor but scored him a couple of days off work and reminded me how glad I was to be moving on. It had been a big change going from a two-man show to a shed full of tradies, but my prior experience saw me quickly progress to bigger jobs usually not handed to apprentices. Auto rebuilds came thick and fast and the foreman figured I was the bloke to overhaul the diesel out of a diner truck that had spat it within warranty. A dribbling injector had damaged a piston so I gave it a birthday and slotted it back in with a minimal fuss. It was a tilt cab jobby so I slung the donkey in over the front left hub assembly after taking off the wheel and air cleaner piping. Superstition always taught me to fire up a fresh engine before refitting all the ancillary bits I'd remove for access. So I left the injector pump wiring disconnected and wound it over for oil and fuel pressure. Turning the key through the open door of the tilted cab meant I could keep an eye on things below and it was so far, so good. It was about this time the old workshop toolman John wandered by firing up a fresh menthol darb off the last one. He reckoned menthol was great if you had a cold. He fired off a question in his thick Irish accent. 
Now what the fuck is going on here, Blossom? He called me Blossom because he reckoned my curly blonde mullet reminded him of his old horse. A mare dubbed it Blossom. Unfortunately, there was no term of endearment either. Believe me, onto the fucking horse, he regularly told me. John was in his late 60s back then and a career mechanic with five decades under his belt who, like Blossom, had been put out to pasture in the tool room when the rigours of the daily mechanic in life became too physical. Anyway, John knew damn well what was happening in my back. He'd been hanging around for the last couple of days babbling on about his love of diesels and telling me about common knockers and the like. This was fine, but when it comes to go time, I like to be left alone in my own little world to concentrate on the task at hand. I, I had collared a workmate to handle the key duties, so I wandered to the left side of the truck ready to manually crank the throttle once she fired and the revs built. But John was having a bar of this. He told me to fuck off back to the key and he'd handle the throttle. There was no point arguing. It was a bit of a thrill for him, so I figured I'd give him the pleasure. I'm not a total c after all, and I couldn't be bothered arguing. He stood over the axle so his hand was directly on the throttle pivot shaft, while the open throttle body hole was sitting around his groin height. I asked him if he was ready and he fired back an indistinguishable comment that was his way of saying yes. So I hit the key and the diesel fired after a few cranks. I'd hand pumped the fuel system so it took little to bleed any remaining air from the injectors. Then she cleared and John leaned in as he twisted on the throttle pivot shaft to build up the revs. The revs built up easily and cleanly, but then the engine nearly stalled out with a sound reminiscent of using your hand to choke a revving carby when doing a Chinese tuna. My confusion was broken by a screaming John jumping back from the edge and yelling, Oh, me fucking nuts! As he clutched at his groin and stumbled to steady himself against the Pantech body, I immediately shut down the now idling engine and raced around to see if he's okay. What happened? I asked. It's me fucking nuts, he repeated. They got sucked down the fucking Antec. John took his hands off his crutch to reveal a perfectly pressed cylinder of suction on his pants, a stark confirmation that what had transpired that instantly saw me burst into laughter, accompanied by his pained Irish mumblings of, Shut the fuck up! When the tears of mirth cleared long enough for me to catch my breath, it turned out that John had leaned in a little too far in the motion of twisting the throttle, and the draw of that fresh four-cylinder diesel rebuild had sucked his jats crackers into the intake, choking and nearly stalling the fresh donk. He wandered off and relit a fresh menthol, mumbling to himself as he tried gallantly to rearrange his wares and ease the pain. His new nickname of Double Plugger came my Blossom moniker for good. The end. One of the things about that story is I owe Simon a carton of beer because I bet him he couldn't get a story about having a nut sucked into the Street Machine magazine. Well done, Simon. Cheers. Okay, we hope you've enjoyed this week's To The 60 Short Story. We'll be back next week with episode 17 and we'll have a very special guest star on board and we'll crack on with some more 1983. So if you haven't had a chance to watch Midnight Spares or refresh yourself about BMX Bandits, get onto it so you can join in on the conversation. Cheers.